just some shit I wrote about when I was broke. See the power of the mind is not a joke. Man, I said that I would do it and I did. Used to get leftovers out the fridge. Hey, what up guys? This is Steve and welcome to Golden State of Mind. This is the podcast where we focus on mindset and improving our future. Today is story day and we're going to be getting into some of my background on how I got to where I am today. For those that don't know, I'm a tattoo artist. I tattoo in Southern California, the city of Upland. I have a shop called Golden Triangle Art Studio and we have been in business since 2013. So going on seven years, I believe. But before this, I was a troubled teenager trying to figure out my way, lost with no guidance and no motivation on trying to find the right path. And because of that, it got me into trouble. I got shot. I went to jail. I turned 21 in in prison, came out, didn't have a plan on what I wanted to do 100%. I had a few ideas, but I didn't know how to put it into action. And so because of that, I went back to school to try to figure out what would be the safest way for me to salvage my future and make something of myself. Having no mentors or no leadership, I I wasn't 100% confident in what I was capable of. And so I went to college and ended up dropping out because I wanted to pursue tattooing as a full-time career. And I'm going to tell you guys a little bit about how I made those decisions, how I went about starting tattooing, and how I got my apprenticeship in the shop that I was at. So I'll give you guys some tips for those who may be interested in starting something new, how to go about finding a mentor, and dealing with starting something new, which could always be challenging. So throughout the show, I'll be bouncing around throughout my timeline You guys can kind of understand. You can hear some of the things I've been through. So we're going to rewind back to 2000 and the very end of 2009, mostly 2010. So I had just got done serving my sentence in prison. I got sentenced for two years. And in California, you serve about 50% if it's a nonviolent crime because of overcrowded prisons. I served about 13 months of it and was released and once you are released you are on parole which is another three years of if you mess up you go right back in there's no chances or anything small that can happen there's no warnings or fines or tickets you just go straight back into prison but during that time you're on parole and they keep an eye on you to try to supposedly help you to not make any more mistakes i don't know if there's much help involved that may depend on each parole officer depending on how they handle or what they try to do Um, a lot of times it's just more like popping up on you and if you get caught slipping and we throw you back in um i'm not a big drinker i don't like smoking so i never had any issues with having a dirty piss test But every month I would check in and I would do a test. And as long as you are able to have no screw-ups within a year to a year and a half, you can apply to finish it up early and you can get off your parole. And I was able to do that because I wasn't messing up. During that year and a half that I didn't have any mistakes, you either need to be going to school or you need to be working full-time to show that you are contributing to your future in some way. 
And if you don't, that's considered a violation and you'll go back to prison again. So at that time, I was living at my mom's house and I was going to school. I was going to Riverside Community College in the city of Riverside. And I was doing everything to get my associate's degree so that I could transfer and graduate with a bachelor's and do something with my life. But the whole time I was going, I never really had a set plan on what I wanted to do as a career. And I was just trying to salvage my life and try to make the best of it due to the mistakes I had already made and the doors I had closed. So I was trying to find the best paying career that I could get with a criminal background, which isn't that many. I was fighting an uphill battle and there was nothing really on my mind that stood out. However, I kept having this replay of this vision in my head of me tattooing. Even before I went to prison, my friends were getting tattooed at this local shop. And the whole time I always would just think like I would pop up and watch for 10, 20 minutes and then I would take off. And I would always think like, man, I could do such a better job if I knew how to use the equipment. If I learned how to use the stuff that that guy was using, I could do a better job. And it always stuck with me. And then when I went to prison, I was able to see people tattooing in prison with the bare minimum, you know, putting stuff together from there. I also got to watch them and I could see them doing amazing work by having no artistic skill or capability, but just being able to trace and replicate. And because of that, they were able to make some money, pass time, and be able to survive while they were in there. So putting two and two together, I always had the basics for art. I was never amazing, but I knew the basics. I understood it. I kept telling myself I wanted to try. I wanted to try. And just like everything, I didn't do it right away. I procrastinated until I finally built up enough courage to take the steps and get started. And if you backtrack to 2009, 2010, this was before Amazon days, before YouTube days, before social media days. So everything was a lot harder to find information and knowledge on. I couldn't watch YouTube to learn how to tattoo, like how you can learn how to do anything today on YouTube. I couldn't buy a machine at that time. The only way you could get a professional tattoo machine was if you worked at a tattoo shop and you had the shop verify for you. If it was a regular address or anything like that, they wouldn't mail any professional equipment to that, to those those addresses. Whereas now you can buy anything from Amazon and it will come within a day and you'll practically be a professional instantly. And so I used the back of a magazine that I went and looked at Barnes and Nobles. I sat there and I looked at the magazines. There was a, a article in the back, an ad to buy a small tattoo kit, starter kit. So I had a couple hundred dollars. I used it and I bought myself a starter kit. And that's how I really got started tattooing. I watched as many videos and blogs and read on all the ways to set up a tattoo machine, what to do, what not to do, how to keep it clean. And I really took as much time as possible to learn the safety of it before I even touched any equipment. I feel like a lot of people backtrack. They just want to try to tattoo and they have no idea what they're even doing. They have no idea how to keep things clean or sanitary. So I think that's priority number one, being safe. And if anyone out there listening wants to learn how to tattoo, 
definitely recommend getting an apprenticeship and trying to start in a shop and learn the correct way. That's the best way you're ever going to learn. Learning online isn't isn't going to be 100% legit. Learning from a class or a school or anything like that isn't the same. You're not going to really learn until you have a full apprenticeship and you understand everything that there is because there are things that you'll never learn until you're in the situation. Different body parts, different skin colors, different skin tones, and everything varies per person. And if you catch yourself in a situation where it's not working and you're alone, that can cause a lot of problems. So being with a professional with experience is the best way you can learn a skill like tattooing, let alone anything. And once I got my tattoo kit, I fell in love with it and I never put it down because I knew that was my only chance on getting out. I had no plan B. It was 100% plan A. Put all your marbles in it and do whatever it takes to make it work. I never stopped since. Starting out, you know, a lot of people, they'll use oranges and fake like pig skin and rubber and things like that to practice. Nothing is ever going to be the same as real skin. It's the same thing like a nurse trying to draw blood. Like you can't really practice. You just have to do it and figure it out while your needle is inside the skin and you can feel where the needle is going. And it's one of those type of things. So the best way to really practice tattooing is to have a good set of friends that are down to get tattooed for free and let you experiment and practice. And for me, I was lucky enough to have actually a good amount of friends that were down and willing to support me and wanted to get small tattoos to show their support. At the same time, I had a lot of friends that were negative and told me that I was dumb. It was a stupid idea. I shouldn't try it. I was really bad. I need to get a real job. I need to go back to school. This isn't going to last. And just a lot of negativity. But I didn't let that bother me. Uh, everything they said was true at that time. I did suck. I was not good. It was crazy. No one we knew tattooed I had no friends no one from my high school I knew tattooed so it was completely new and I remember the first tattoo I did was on one of my friends Randy he he let me tattoo like a EST and the year he was born and he allowed me to do that and his whole thing was just like hey man if you mess up I get to tattoo you I was super nervous not so much scared and I did as much studying as I could to know how to use the machine, how to make sure the correct depth of the needle, the the speed that the needle was moving, and I did as much research as I could. So now it was time to put it into action. I was just remembering like all I could think of is people getting scarred up. That's all you hear about when you get tattoos, infections and worst case scenarios. So I was so gentle with it that it barely even went into his skin. And by the time it healed up, like 50% of it came out because I didn't even penetrate it 100%. And I learned from that. And after it was fully healed, I was able to then go do it again. And I was able to do it correctly and go a little bit deeper. And the tattoo was able to set in and heal correctly. From then on, it was just nonstop go time. I just remember practicing on everybody and anybody who was down. In the beginning, I did a lot of tattoos for free. I just asked them, you know, like, 
$25 or $40 to pay for the equipment that will help cover it. Otherwise, the tattoo is free. And I think just by wording it that way, more people were interested in helping or supporting because in a way they were getting something beneficial too. They were able to get tattooed for super cheap. And at that time, they were getting what they were paying for. $20, $40 tattoo is what they got. Most of the tattoos I did were small, names, Roman numerals, stars, zodiac signs, butterflies, all the little stuff that apprentices do, walk-in type tattoo shops do. Nothing on an extreme level like how I do today. Of course, I wanted to do huge tattoos, but I wasn't ready to do that. And I had to start out with the basics and really learn the fundamentals before I could take those larger leaps. I always compare it to like, a mechanic learning how to work on a car. You're gonna start with an oil change before you try to take out a full engine and do an engine swap. And next thing you know, you try and do an engine swap and halfway through you end up find, figuring out you have no idea what you're doing. You don't know what screws into what, what goes where. And next thing you know, you can't even put the car back to together. And that's how it is with tattooing. Once the stencil's on and things start getting smeared and rubbed and it starts to disappear, you're halfway through, the customer's not feeling good and is about to tap out, you're in a lot of shit and that's something you don't want to put yourself in, especially as a beginner. So your goal is to try to work small, work smart, and focus on quality in learning the fundamentals so that you can do everything perfect, which is very simple. Solid straight lines, solid black, smooth shading, solid color. Very simple, very solid. Practice until you get it perfect. And once you can do a perfect small tattoo, then you can move up to medium, large, extra large, and you can grow. Some people don't even like doing that. Some people like to stay small and medium, and there's nothing wrong with that. But that's how I got my start, and that's how I got into my very first tattoo, and I started building. So... From there, I did whatever I could to get more customers. I would put myself out. I would message. I messaged every single one of my friends on social media. I was young at the time, so I had tons of friends because all the people from high school. So I messaged everybody on Facebook, and it was just like copy-paste, copy-paste. I went down my whole entire friends list, and it was just it said something along the lines of like, hey, I am starting to tattoo. If you would like to get tattooed, please let me know. I'm doing it for free. Just I pay, I charge 20 to $40 to cover the materials. And if you are interested, let me know. If not, that's cool. Uh, if you know anybody, let me let them know. And you know, I really appreciate it. And by asking people, you know, I would get a lot of people who were interested. I got a lot of people who said no, but they'll, they'll ask their friends and closed mouths don't get fed. So at least I put it out there for people to know. From there, I started tattooing, like I said, everybody and anybody that wanted anything that was something doable. I would wake up early and tattoo. I would stay late and tattoo. I would tattoo as many days as I had to. And I just constantly was taking every opportunity that I could get. I would even like go pick up kids that were, you know, 18 that didn't have a car. I'd go pick them up. They'd come get tattooed, pay $40, and then I'd take them back home and drop them off because I didn't want them to not come because they didn't have a ride. I would pack up all my, my equipment and I would go tattoo. I would be mobile. I would 
go to places and tattoo. I tattooed in garages. I tattooed in like trap houses where like crazy like gangsters are at. I've been to like I feel like a crack house where people are like on meth or something and just like chilling. And I went to one of the rooms and tattooed somebody there. I tattooed in like backyards. I tattooed in like a chicken coop where it was like a back house and they didn't even have electricity. They had to get an extension cord and plug it into from the house and bring it into there so that they could put a lamp and plug in my power supplies so that I could even tattoo them back there. Um, a lot of weird situations and it's funny looking back now at some of the things that we put ourselves through in order to start. We um, go through some of the worst conditions and experience some of the worst things because that's how hungry we are to try to get it. And yeah, I just worked from the bottom and little by little built my way up into doing medium tattoos and bigger tattoos and having normal customers and better customers. I would trade for stuff. I would, um, people were selling things or trading things. I would go look on Craigslist and I would type in the word like want tattoos and I would see all the people that want tattoos and I would message them. And a lot of them were like, oh, I'll trade you. I have a PlayStation. I have sunglasses. I have tools, whatever, whatever they had. And I'd be like, sure, I'll take it. Doesn't matter. Like, I just want to tattoo you. I would take the tools and give it to my friends that work on cars. I would take like a PlayStation and give it to my friend for his birthday. Like things that I had no desire for, but I would just do it to trade to get the experience and the, the hours for tattooing. And that's something a lot of people aren't willing to do and go through those those hard times to get to where they want to be. They just want it to be easy. And when it's not easy, they quit. And it doesn't happen overnight, they quit. And I did this for a good few years of just struggling and tattooing and trying to figure it out. And that finally got me to a situation to where I wanted to work in a shop to try to figure out the real way, the right way to tattoo. I felt like I would only get so far figuring things out on my own. And if I was around professionals, I would learn a lot faster. And so I went to the shop that I had actually been tattooed at because they specialize in Japanese work. And they were just someone that I admired, um, I looked up to, and I thought was an amazing artist. And so I decided to go hit him up and ask him for an apprenticeship to see if he was willing to open his doors for me. When I went there, broke it down, I let him know my story. I was in prison. I, I had nothing. I wanted to tattoo. I wanted to put 100% into it. This was my, my purpose and I'm all in. He said that he had room for me. He would consider it. And the fee for my apprenticeship was $6,000. And he said that needs to be paid all up front. If I wanted to do it, once I have the cash, we'll go into a deeper conversation about what to expect and what is expected of me. And so I thought about it and I wasn't 100% sure because like anything, that's a lot of money. But if you look at the perspective of I'm paying for a program, I'm paying for a school that's going to teach me a trait that I'm going to use for the rest of my life. That 6000 isn't really that much if you compare it to other things like college courses and ITT tech, all these other like mechanic businesses, welding, fabrications, and there's so many different schools out there and programs and licenses that 
people pay a lot more. Like college, they pay a lot more to learn almost nothing, things that aren't even useful. And with college, you're not even guaranteed a job. You can pay, you can give them four to six years of your life and pay twenty, fifty, sixty, a hundred thousand dollars in debt before you even know you have a job. I even know tons of people who have a, a college degree and don't even have work. They never even use their degree, and they work at regular like warehouses, truck driving, and other businesses, and they never even use their degree. So nothing is guaranteed. Nothing is safe. And with tattooing, I knew that that was something I could always do. So if I'm gonna bet on anybody, I need to bet on myself. When I went to do the apprenticeship interview. I told him I was going to college, and I told him that I wanted to finish school to have a degree. And one of the best things that he ever told me was he asked me, he was like, "Steve, why are you going to school?" And I was like, "Oh, you know, my parents want me to." Blah blah blah. And he was like, "Of course, your parents want you to. All parents want you to go to college. But what's the reason they want you to go to college? It's because you want to get a good career. You want to get a good paying job. That's the only reason you go to college." Tattooing, you can make more than a doctor. It's all up to you on how you apply yourself and how you grow yourself. What you put in is what you're gonna get out. And if you're gonna go to school, that means you're fifty percent in and fifty percent out. You need to be all in because if you don't believe in yourself and you're not all in, then it's not gonna happen. And I agreed with him a hundred percent. I said, you know what, you're right. I'm not gonna go back to school. So that day I went home. I thought about it. I I got the six thousand dollars. I had it because I was slanging before I went to prison, and I had money saved up that I still had, and so I used some of it. It was a good chunk. I think I had maybe like anywhere from eight to ten thousand dollars. So that was a good chunk of my money, and I put it all in. I was saying, "Mom, I'm gonna go tattoo. I'm not gonna go back to school. I'm gonna take a break. I know you don't want me to do it." I know you think it's for bad people and all that kind of stuff, all that old school mentality thinking. I get it. I understand where you're coming from as a mother, but this is something I want to do. With or without your support, I'm gonna try it. You're always telling me to do something with art. I knew it wasn't tattooing. You wanted me to be the architect or work at Disney or you know some something that has to do with art. But I was like, but that's not me. I'm not on that level. My brain doesn't work that way. My art doesn't look like that. I was like, but with tattooing, that's something I can do. That's something I see myself doing, and I'm gonna try it out. Worst case scenario, I fail. At least I tried. And school is always gonna be there. I can always go back. It will be there. So she said, you know what? Okay, I wish you the best. Just don't get tattooed. You can do tattoos, and you can practice as much as you want, and just go back to school one day, and get your degree. And I was like, yeah, yeah, sure.、Um, if it doesn't work, I'll go back. And I made sure that I would never have to go back to school unless I wanted to, but not because I had to. And I just remember driving on the way back there. I was、uh, gonna drop off the money to start my apprenticeship. And as I was about to exit,、um, coming from the Inland Empire, I was driving out to San Gabriel to to work at that shop. It was a, a I want to say forty to fifty minute drive. Every day there and every day back, so I was I was taking a lot of time. I was commuting for a long time, and I just remember as I was getting to the exit, I was about to exit, and everybody just slammed on their brakes. I was able to barely stop behind this truck. Everyone else was like 
tailgating me. And so, of course, this BMW rear-ended me. Boom! And it hit me and, like, crunched me into the car in front of them. And then, like, two or three more cars piled up. Boom, 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 boom. Everyone was okay. No one got hurt or anything like that. I just remember thinking, like, ah, I don't want to be late. I don't want to be late. It's going to be a bad first impression. I'm going to be there at 6. And I just got into the accident. I was, like, 10 minutes away. So it, like, bumped me back 30 minutes. Um, So I was more stressed out about making a good first impression than to, like, show up late. You know, like, the cops came, did a police report. Everyone exchanged information. And I was able to get out of there. And I, I, I rushed to the shop and I got there and he was working and he was just like cool Steve I'll be with you in a minute just hang out in the lobby and I ended up sitting there you know for like 20-30 minutes he finished up his tattoo so there's obviously no rush at all I was on time like I said I was gonna be Um, I'm big on that and I just sat there and hung out you know nervous not sure what to expect and he came by and um, was like you got the money and I was like yeah here's the money I got it and he like counted it real quick you know and was like all right cool you're good he's like you ready to start and i was like hell yeah and he gave me my schedule for the week and he said this is gonna be your your weekly schedule we're gonna do four days a week so i did like a tuesday wednesday and then like a friday saturday type of type of schedule um two days back to back and he was like we're gonna start with that and that's gonna be your schedule i'll show you like the routine what you need to do you're going to be cleaning and setting up and helping and doing all that kind of stuff. And then once all that's situated, then you'll go about doing tattoos. He just broke everything down to me and and what to expect and what he expected from me. And if there's any problems or any questions or anything, like bring it up to him. Otherwise, do what's asked and you won't have any issues. And, you know, what am I going to say? I'm on the team. I was like, cool, hell yeah, let's go. And that was the day I started my apprenticeship. And I started commuting back and forth every day, making the trips to out to San Gabriel and then back to the IE, 50-minute drive every day back and forth. And I would be at the shop from like 11 to 11, like a straight 12 hours, just straight apprenticing. And the crazy thing is, I'll get into more about my apprenticeship on part two. We'll make this a two-part. This is kind of like the intro of how I got into the shop. I'll tell you like how my actual apprenticeship was in the next episode. So you guys will be getting two episodes this week. But the crazy, crazy, crazy thing is out of all that that happened, as I was going through my apprenticeship the first three or four months, I was also going through my um, treatments for my back and my whiplash and my neck and all that stuff from the car accident. Um, I had gotten a lawyer to help pay for all my fees to uh, accommodate, you know, for my accident. They got me a rental car. They fixed up my car, all the damages, things like that. And I was able to go get treatments from a chiropractor to help adjust my back and fix it from the accident of being rear-ended. That lasted about three or four months. I would go three days a week, then two days then once a week, then every other week, and they slowly tapered it off. Just remember, I was finally done with it, so I didn't have to do it anymore. I would be able to just go straight to work. They finally mailed me my check for the settlement that I was getting for that case. And when I opened it up, the check was for $6,000. How crazy is that? So me going and getting into the accident on my way to the apprenticeship was like worst case scenario, and it ended up being the best case scenario because it 
paid for my apprenticeship. I luckily wasn't injured on any serious type of level. There was just a little bit of discomfort. My car had a little bit of damage. Everything was fixable. I'm a strong believer. Everything happens for a reason. And whatever you believe in, if it's God, the universe, or whatever, I was in that accident to help me financially get situated. And that was the universe's way, I think, of rewarding me for taking a chance, taking a risk on myself. At that time, you know, getting into a car accident, no one wants a car accident. That's worst case scenario. But it ended up being a blessing in disguise because it then paid for my apprenticeship. And the money that I risked, I was then rewarded back with as a reimbursement because of something that I was pursuing. At that time, I wasn't making much money anyway, so it was like, anything helps, hell yeah. And that's how I ended up getting into tattooing. That's how I ended up doing tattoos on my own for the first few months of my life, trying to figure it out. That's how I went about getting into my apprenticeship, and that's how I got my foot into the door of the shop that I wanted to work at, and I was on the team. And that's how I started my apprenticeship, really learning how to tattoo the right way, the correct way, and learning everything that I couldn't teach myself on my own. Pretty crazy, huh? So you never know. Some of the worst case scenarios that happen to us, when we look back later on, end up being some of the best blessings in disguise. I actually have a lot of those, um, from going to prison, to getting shot, to that accident happening to getting fired from my apprenticeship like there's so many situations that were worst case scenario for me and now that looking back it was a blessing in disguise and it was something that changed my life for the better and you know I'll leave it at that that's part one of how I got my apprenticeship and part two will be all about being in the shop and some of the stuff that I actually did while I was in the shop and how my apprenticeship went compared to you know like what a normal apprenticeship is. Mine was a little bit different. Just a crazy story I thought I'd share for you guys so you kind of understand some of the things I've been through on my journey of tattooing. Thanks you guys for listening and I'll be posting part two later on this week so that you guys can continue on the story. Thank you guys for listening. Share it with a friend.